I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. And right now, I think that everyone is growing personally through business. And I think it's a really important time. You know, we've come through the holidays. We've everyone's had their New Year's resolutions or New Year's results, if you want to say it that way, and thought about three or four or five or 21 different things they're going to do to improve that. And the conversation that Hallie and I are still hearing and having with even our internal folks or outside folks is I feel like people are still adding. Like it's like yes. they, there's, there's two things kind of going on. Uh, number one is that I think people are... Um, the last two years, I don't care really what industry you're in. I mean, obviously we're in real estate for most part, except for the founder and force multiplier, but, um, we're really every industry to a certain point just grew. Like it just organically grew, right? Like you're looking at what? You're trying, yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like everything just is just, or people bumped in the sales. There might be one or two industries that didn't, yeah. but like for the most part, every, let's say 90% industries did, right? Then you kind of wake up and you go, well, everything that goes up, obviously in cycles, go read anything from Ray Dalio. You understand that it comes down. People are doing one of two things. They're still holding on to the old habits of how they were successful. Like this morning, I just got off a call with an individual who was telling me about their business. And he said, you know, to be honest with you, We've lost money two out of four months, last two months, uh, and basically broke even the two months before that. We were profitable for the year because the beating part was strong, but coming into this year, we're still unprofitable now. And he said, I don't think I realized how much the market itself, the, the industry growth itself made us look very good and made us look very successful. Sure. And then, and then you, st- the, the wheel started falling off and then people questioning the value of the organization and what's going on. And then of course you question yourself as a leader, like, am I really doing this? All important things people are doing. But part of that first step in this is just to make sure that you understand that you have to let go of the, the old pattern of thinking that got you the last two years, because it's not going to serve you going forward in the next two years. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, I don't even know if it's even just the past. Two, yes. The past two years, but even just this mentality in general of, you know, more, better, faster. Yes. It's, it's not going to work in this next phase of whatever we want to call it. The next phase of the market, the next phase of just humans, because we know that like the human humans and the mindset of humans are, um, are changing. Actually, I was reading an article specifically it was kind of about talking about women in leadership, but one of the first lines in of it said hustle culture is dead. And I was like, yeah, so let's, you know, let's, we have to even just change our thoughts and mindset around, around what that looks like. And specifically I was talking to somebody the other day about um, productivity. And again, that's that hot word. We're always talking about how can we get more Mm -hmm. productive, more productive. But um, so many people who think about being more productive, it's what do I need to add into my, I need to have, 20 things in my morning routine. I need to have an evening routine that includes 30 different things. Every week I need to include this many things and how much can I squeeze into every single minute and every single day. But the reality is the more, the way to be the, the best way to be productive is by doing less Yes. and figuring out what is the most important yes. things to be focused on. Yeah. And that goes into the, you know, real estate and into the sales industry to whatever industry we're talking about, but even just to your personal life and productivity, like, Stop trying to do it all and figure out what's actually important. Yeah. And you got to give Hallie credit for uh, doing the podcast today because she is sick. You're actually feeling way better, but you're still your yeah, voice. I you don't have much of a voice. voice. Yes, you yeah. But you're great. You're here mentally. You're strong and it's, it's, it's perfect. Um, well, I, I think that's, it's about the subtraction piece. And then I, I think when you, the, so then I always go back to, well, why aren't people 
letting go of this. And this is where the personal growth, spiritual side of the growth can come into play. Because I always ask like, well, why aren't people doing it? And really what it comes down to is because they don't want to. This is what I mean. Like this is the need, nothing, enjoy everything conversation. They don't want to let go. No, what they don't want to let go, what they don't want to do is they don't want to have to do something they don't want to do. This really where it drives. So if you get clear and you take a step back and you're in the, in the, let's just say you're in real estate, right? And you're like, well, I shouldn't have to lead generate like that anymore. Or like there should, this should be easier. And basically you want it a certain way and you're holding on to the fact that you want it to be a certain way and you're fighting the fact that it's not. So every day you wake up conflicted, stressed, and you point to everything outside instead of first understanding that the only reason why you feel this way, for one, it's not a way to live your life. And people are going to blame, oh man, this just, this is what I heard the other day and I'll get back to that point. But people, uh, and I said this on our, we have an event going on. It's got, you know, almost a thousand people too, which is great right now. And I opened up today by talking about people, um, needing to, uh, let go of the part of them that wants things they want the their old habits to support them in today's habits and that's not going to happen and so what they're what you're doing is is you're saying i shouldn't have to basically do this new level of action to get the same result and you're looking for shortcuts you're looking for ways to go grab it you're looking to buy something that's thirty dollars that's gonna somehow revolutionize your business what none of those things do by the way but like the oh let me just get so what, what people are doing is they're in, internally, they're not okay because you're, you're waking up stressed, anxious, anxiety, frustrated, irritated, whatever emotion they're feeling. That's part of the human experience. You're feeling it. So don't fight that. But what they're doing is now it's going, that is drumming up a, the conversation in your head where the mind's going, I shouldn't have to do this. It shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this way. It should be easier. I can't wait to get through. That's what I was saying. I can't wait to get through the next 30 days. I can't wait for the market to come back in in March or April when it's there. It's going to feel so much better. And I go, well, hold on. Like, this is the personal growth side of business. This whole conversation is exactly what we talk about on the podcast, which is right now you're having, yes, does making money and winning feel different than a detracting market and maybe making not as much or less money or losing money? Yes, of course it does. It feels different. They're two different vibrations patterns that you feel you've just labeled which one you want and which one you don't want and so when the other one's happening your people get stuck in there just continuing to label the fact that i shouldn't have to do this it shouldn't be this way i can't wait to get through this and you're just missing your life you're missing the whole part of this is where organizations and businesses create the fortitude in the growth that happens in a year from now. And so people are missing the entire point of what a contraction in a market does. I think Ray Dalio said in one of his articles probably 90 days ago on LinkedIn when he was basically like the market cycles are really foundational for the org for productivity and we'll mm-hmm. get to that word in a second of industries and organizations it means that you go back and you and this is the conversation we're having with other owners they're going well i let i let unfortunately had to make a decision we were losing money or whatever it was we we grew too much and we're not having those sales so i had to make some some cuts uh, or layoffs or eliminations of positions whatever people had to do and they're going we're finding out is we're actually more efficient as an organization 
And it's because you have a, you, where you start more, more productive, more productive. That's a better way of saying yeah. it with the same number. So and when Hallie and I talk about productivity, it doesn't always mean it could mean, it doesn't always mean that you have to work more hours. Productivity doesn't has nothing to do with saying I need to work more hours. What you're saying is I'm going to work m- more productive for what I'm willing to do. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to be more productive in the hours that I'm willing to work versus the hours that maybe you're not working, you're doing other different things. So this is the, 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 there's so much personal, spiritual, whatever business growth, whatever you want to refer to it as that can happen right now. And people are missing the opportunity to do this. You know, there's the, because right now there's just still this natural tendency that people are not leaning in enough to the moment. They're not leaning in to gather all the, they can from what they're experiencing when, whether, and maybe you're not experiencing a downturn right now or whatever it is. But there's things that show up, right? You let somebody go and you learn lessons, lean into the lessons that come in there. Don't let them bother you. But what you do is you learn from them, but you're still experiencing that you've got to go through this experience and people are missing that right now that they're, they're trying to use their mind to create a future event of when it's going to feel better. And that starts to make them feel better inside. Cause really what everyone wants every day is to have a wonderful inner experience. And if you have a wonderful inner experience, it doesn't really matter what happens outside. It doesn't mean you don't do your best. It doesn't mean you don't have goals. It doesn't mean you don't win. It just means that you're doing well inside. But actually I was going to just say that, but sometimes it does, if you are planning on that future event and let's say you're saying 60 days, it'll be better. Um, which one you can't guarantee that. So in the meantime, you may, might feel better and then you don't take some of the necessary exactly. actions to shore up your business, make some of the tough decisions because you're just in this waiting game, waiting for it to get better. And then actually you may put yourself in a worse off position because you're waiting for this future event. Well, there's that concept of like uphill decisions, right? Which is basically like the uphill decision or the uphill razor. I forget which one you want. Is it uphill razor, or uphill decisions? Um, razor probably, but continue. No, the razor is the, 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 where the original word razor came from was actually a philosophy, right? It's and. I'm saying it because I know you know, but, yeah, there's lots of um, razors, but yeah. the, the, the razor that they have was used, the original origin of the word razor was a f- philosophical one that basically was eliminating things that didn't need to be there, essentially. It was just an elimination of stuff. Um, and that, of course, that's where razor, you shave, you use a cut. razor because yeah. you cut things, right? And that's kind of what it was there. You but know, there's, the decide is the same word. The root of decide is to cut, is to cut off or cut to off, cut off yeah. from. So once you decide on one course of action, you're actually cutting off or eliminating other, uh, other, other options. options. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's the uphill razor, right? Which is basically when you're faced with something hard, you either push it for later or you do it now and you should always want to do it now because you, it, it again, because what you're doing is you're taking the short term benefit, which creates longer term gain versus the harder, the hard now with compounding longer term gain. And that's what people forget about longer term pain. If you don't, yes, if you don't do it, you have longer term pain that's compounded. For example, in your, in your, I actually said this to my daughter this morning, she was, we were talking about eating and she mentioned something. She's like, well, I'm just going to have what it was like a candy cane or something like this. And we, we started talking about making decisions in different things. And uh, I said, well, you know, you can make a short term decision right now, which is to eat this and you'll feel good. But the longer term gain is for the rest of the day. You may not, you may be tired. You may get come off a sugar high, whatever that is. And that's a small example, but this is what people are doing that example for businesses, right? Which is they're going, 
I'm not willing to lean into the moment. And so therefore I'm just hoping that it passes. And then in 60 days, you're going to be in a worse off situation. It's even harder to get out of. Right. And that's where people get in there. And it's just, and you're missing the entire point of going, well, why can't I just lean into it? And what you'll find is that there's an egoic level in there. There's a personal mind that's preventing you from doing this. There's, it's not you preventing you from doing this. This is what I just need to drive through to people. There's nobody that can't take the action, whatever business they're in to succeed right now. What they're being told by the personal mind or the egoic level, right? The psyche, whatever you want to refer to it as is at some level, if you just watch it, it's saying, I shouldn't have to do this. It's harder than this. It shouldn't, it's going to pass. You just do it. You just, that should happen over there. They should be doing that over there. They should just come in here. The sales should be different. They need to be doing this. And you start blaming everybody else instead of the fact that you just wake up and realize, man, what if I just lost that and woke up and leaned into the action of the moment and you get to make that vote every single day and you just lean into it. I know that in the beginning we were kind of talking about subtracting. Um, how does that kind of tie into because a lot of times, like the, in my mind, I think, oh, the things I don't want to do are things that I have to add to my life. But if I end up using that concept of subtracting everything, then in theory, wouldn't I only have to do the things that I want to do? But I will argue even against myself that even in this market, that actually might not be the case. And even if you've gone through that whole process of elimination and are only focusing on the most important things, it still doesn't mean that they are things that you necessarily want to do. You do need to still kind of buckle down and well, I think there's a deeper way of asking that question. Um, I think I, I always look at it as just share from my own personal experiences. When I start to have that conversation in my mind, like I only want to do the things that I want to do. I instantly go, well, I can enjoy anything that I'm doing relatively speaking. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about the exaggerated things that could happen. Right. I can enjoy everything I'm doing. So let's just start with the fact that I'm going to enjoy whatever I'm doing, whatever it's necessary. Then what happens when you actually get there, the clarity of what you should be doing comes actually clear and you can start to enjoy it regardless of whatever the activity is. There's, there's, so there's just a deep, yes, if you play at the surface level or like even at the psyche level, you're going to always try to be doing things that you want to do. But the minute you have to do something that you don't want to do, you suffer even though you're doing it. Yep. So you're going to have to do it anyways, but you're suffering. And I mean suffering. I don't mean like you've broken your arm every day. Just you're not okay. You're not filled with bliss while you're doing it. And that's what I feel like people are at right now. They're actually trying to do it, but they're suffering doing all this versus going, well, why can't I enjoy the fact that I get to do this? And again, I'm not like some people may raise their hand and say, well, you know, if you're going through a day, like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your average 99% of your days that are going on, that you're dealing with work and life and personal stuff that are just happen, right? You can enjoy that. Why can't you enjoy having a really packed day? Well, nobody's preventing you from doing that. You, why can't you enjoy having a zero packed day? Right. And you go, well, I like that one better. And again, that's when every time the mind says, I like that better. That's when you relax and release and let that part go and go, well, why would you like that better? Well, it just feels better. And so again, this is the whole point that if you're already feeling better, there is no momentarily thing outside that's going to make you feel any better than you do. And that's the deeper level of all of this is there's always a deeper level of questions. If you're always okay in the moment, whatever is happening, you're going to be okay doing it. And again, it doesn't mean you don't improve your life. It doesn't mean you can't improve what you're focused on or and to get to your point to subtract things of going, okay, this is where primarily I need to focus myself. That makes sense. So you say no to a lot of other things, but if you have to be doing something mm -hmm. for your work sure. or you're choosing to have to do something, you can either suffer from it, 
right? Or not. It doesn't mean you can't make it. Somebody says, oh, do you want to go be in this podcast? It doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean you go, oh, see, Adam, I should just go enjoy everything. No, 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 no. That's not what we're saying at all. But if you're choosing to go do it and then the day that it, you're supposed to be doing it, it shows up in your calendar and you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but you're already doing it. That's, that's personal self. That's when you let go and go, I'm going to enjoy this. Why can't I enjoy this? That's what we really mean. So that's the subtraction piece. There's a, there's a spiritual component of subtraction, which is you just keep bringing it down deeper and deeper to see the realization of what's actually happening. And it's, and the reason why people are not enjoying what they're doing right now. And then again, I'm just trying to think about what people think. They're going to say, well, how can I enjoy a downturn? Right. Well, but let me ask. So let's just ask you the logical question or losing money or yes, exactly. Off or, yeah. I'm not saying you need to enjoy it. Like you're euphorically high and celebrating. I'm talking about your inner experience while you're dealing with the things outside. That's the difference right now. So many people are, everyone's so addicted to the outside that they can't see the separation from it. So they're literally going, well, everything outside determines my inside state. So there's no way I'm supposed to feel good. If you play that game at that level, yes, you never will win. What I'm saying is that the deeper level here is that you separate the two. I understand there's challenges out there. They feel different. However, you in there can have a different experience regardless of what's happening out there. That's the bifurcation. That's the 200% life. You have 100% of things that are going out there and, and it's like, oh, I have all, yes, there's whatever business or personal challenges that are happening. Real life is that. It's challenging. And you go, great, I can, I can actually enjoy this or I can accept this so that your experience inside starts to uplift you. Then you deal with the situation. If you're losing money, and deal with the situation. But if you're all pissed off about it, angry about it, you're walking around in suffering yourself, you're hurting other people, the way you lay people off is going to come across, your decisions that you're doing in the moment are going to come across. All those things start to get not nearly as effective as they could be if you go, wow, man, this feels really different than making money, doesn't it, Hallie? And you go, okay, well, I can handle this. And then you deal with it. That's, that's what I'm talking about. But people get so confused in the spirituality conversation where they're going, how could I enjoy losing money? I'm not saying enjoy, losing money is a vibrational code in itself. That's an event that happens. That's not you. I understand that event feels different, just like the sun feels different in the rain. But we're not talking about that. People, they're so addicted to the outside, though, that they can't see the separation between it. The deeper you get in this, you realize... That had a code to it. We always use that. Like right in the book, we talk about there's a vibrational code to the event that's there, right? That does feel different, but it's not you and it doesn't last. It's never lasted and never will. Cause then 20 minutes later, you go get a sale and you feel better. Okay. See, I feel good. That's what I need more of. No, 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 no. You don't need more of the sales. Maybe externally. Yes. For the goals. Okay. Go after and do that. Go win some more. It's wonderful. However, work on the part of you that wasn't okay in the first place so that you can actually handle life doing its craziness out there, ups and downs of it. That's what the real work is on all of this. And I think people are missing that right now in business where they can really thrive in their personal or spiritual development right now. If they just watch the process unfold. Even right now in my own life, like I can see it, like we had a couple challenging months and I had to, this is the same thing that's going on. Just watch the process. I go, well, I think gets really upset when, the, when things aren't going the way I want it to, aren't, doesn't it? And it wants to make all these different decisions. It wants to go do that. And it's telling me why I should do that. Right. And I just watch the whole thing unfold. And then all of a sudden we 
hit momentum streak. And all of a sudden it's like, see, this is great. And you're going, and you just watch it and you go, man, you're so wrong. Two weeks ago, you told me how terrible it was. And today you're telling me how wonderful it is. And it's just like, you just watch it. And it, it just, you become the constant then watching the personal mind of the experiences happen. I was going to say, but what if you, if people who are listening to this don't work on that, particularly leaders, that's what that exact scenario that you just mentioned is what we see when there's like a lot of whiplash in an organization yes. and quicker, quick decisions. And they want to go implement something new. And then they say, stop that. And let's go focus on this because all that stuff that you just described, that's happening internally, instead of just watching it, they're actually acting on it. Um, but if instead, if you just could watch it happen rather than kind of do, you know, play with it in the external world, companies would probably, and employees might be a lot happier, um, rather than, you know, again, having all that whiplash. Well, employees would be happier that you're leading, but you would also just be happier as a human being, yeah. which isn't the whole point of that. Like we, we, I know we mentioned one time we're like winning in life. Like I don't the word winning can trigger people. So if it, that does, I just, I don't mean winning. Like how do I go win life? Like manipulate it. I just mean like if you're about to exit this world, right. And you just go like, man, how did, you know, it, at least for me, I always say like, how did I win in life? We talked about this in the 22 lessons, but like that winning in life is that I, I actually enjoyed the experience of life, which the experience of life, guess what is ups, downs, right. middle <laughs> challenges, wind, sun, rain, snow, humans that like you humans that don't like you humans that say wonderful things to you humans that say things that are crazy to you everything in between that's the experience of life you can never get it in a way that it's going to be the way you want it to and that's what most people are still trying to do right now they're trying to get business in a way so it makes them feel better okay but this is the opportunity that you go i'm not gonna play this game anymore i've seen it i was great over the last year I didn't need this conversation, Adam, because everything was going well. I was relatively okay. And now I'm not okay anymore. And you go, great. You've now have the opportunity to pay attention to what was going on. You got what you want and you felt better. There's no denying that. If you play that game, then every time you get what you want, you will feel better. There's no denying that, right? But then when you don't get what you want, you don't feel okay. And you actually suffer. That's the word suffering, right? The Buddha was so smart about all of this, right? He, he didn't come back in a judgmental way. He just said, look, if you're rich, poor, sick, healthy, lively, young, old, you're suffering. All of life is suffering. It's literally he came back and he goes, I get it. And he said it in three words and we do some talking for 20 minutes. He said, all of life is suffering. And he said, number two, he said, the cause of all suffering is preference, likes or dislikes. And it's not about you renounce your preferences. That's the same thing. It's like, oh, I really like money. I can't have any. No, that's the same thing. What you just do is you go, why do I have a like in the first place? We're not talking about nature. Right? We're talking about your, I want the world to be a certain way. So the world operates in a way that makes my inner experience feel better. And, and spirituality or personal growth in this context, to me, always just goes back and go, I want to feel great inside knowing that the world is going to do this crazy dance and I'll be here to experience it and interact with it. And I'm going to play with it. I mean, I love the ski. I'm going to, you know, you love sports. I love doing business. Like I'm going to do all of it. It's going to be fun. Maybe I won't, maybe someday I won't be in business. Maybe someday I won't be able to do the same things that I'm doing physically. It's just going to happen, but I'm still going to be okay. It's like Ram Dass when he did the Oprah, the interview with Oprah, I think it was one of his last ones before he died. And, uh, he's like, she was like, you know, well, you know, tell me about your stroke. Like, cause he had a, he had a major stroke and I think he was in a, 
I'm pretty sure he's in a wheelchair. Uh, and he couldn't move. And he's like, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And it's a, it's a powerful, and you can't, you know, he was a speaker. And, and then obviously when it happened, his, his speech slurred. And so it's, it's much slower and he, he's not quite as sharp as there, but he mm-hmm. explains it was the opportunity to let all of this part of me that didn't like it go. Okay. This is not quite a good of, as an example, but it co- just definitely comes to mind because I've um, been reading Never Finished by David Goggins. And he, of course, everyone knows him as like this ultra athlete and he was a SEAL and he was, I think, in Delta Force and also in something else. Navy SEAL Marine. Yeah, physically he was an animal. Yeah. Yes. And he still is. He's like 45, 47, 8, something like that. And he's still running ultra races and doing, doing all these things. However, he actually, he just became, he went, became a smoke jumper not too long ago, which is like one of the hardest jobs apparently mm-hmm. ever. Um, but, uh, it reminds me of that same thing that he, it is kind of just like, it was part of Lee, his nature and that, um, even when the, all of his injuries, he had like a major knee surgery and injury. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I'm not gonna, yeah, maybe I can't, I'm not gonna, I don't know what's going to happen. I might not be able to run anymore, but then he's like, well then fine. Then I'm going to go do 500 mile bike rides or well, if I can't do that, then I'll challenge myself in some other way. And I don't know why that made me think of it, but it just made me think that like, regardless of what his external experience was, he knew he was going to be okay. He knew who he was and he was going to play in the external world in a similar way. It just might not look like what he thought it was going to look like. Yeah. And that's, that's the need, nothing enjoy everything. That's the preference of life. Yeah. I know how life should be. First of all, like let's gain some perspective here and we'll, we'll close it with this, right? Like just gain some perspective. You have no idea. You have no idea how you got here. You have no idea where you're going. You know that you're in this body and you know, you're having this experience and you know, you basically landed on Disneyland. Every day there's plants and animals and humans and rain patterns and weather and all these two people driving cars and talking on phone. There's all this stuff going on. It's basically Disneyland and you wake up and you're going, but it shouldn't be that way. Like you have no, you have no idea. You've been here for what? 40, 50, 60, 80, hundred years. The world's been here for four and a half billion and you wake up and go, I need to be an athlete. I'm just I'm, right. Or whatever yeah. it is. Like yeah. you're, you're, you just have no idea. And this is where I, there's, there's an, 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 and I think life coaches and personal coaches can have a wonderful impact on your life, but everyone goes into it. I think just the wrong way. They come in there and go, well, what do you want, Hallie? And I think it's the wrong question. What's the right question? Oh, I think you let go of it. So you don't have to ask the question. I think once you, then it just becomes what you do. Because right now when you ask that question, I just more, and it's, it's, it's fine. It's a wonderful step because I think it gets people out of where they are. And if it leads them to improving their lives, then absolutely they should be doing that. And it's a wonderful first step. I just think that there's a deeper layer there that people could work on. And maybe that first part is like, okay, what do I want? Okay. I want to get my life straight. Great. Then you should do well, that. What if they're right? answering the question? Like, what do, what do I want? And they're, they're saying, well, I, I want more, um, peace and harmony in my life. I just think more, I'm not going to argue with that conversation because they go a lot of different ways. I think most people, when they ask that question, they're asking their, their personal mind. Like they say, Oh, I want to be able to take 10 vacations a year. And they're, they're at, they're, they're basically asking, and and let me just, you know, we'll end with this, but like they, they asking the question to the personal psyche and they're, they're basically saying, Hey, um, I want to know what's going, I want to be, I want to know 
like a question somebody asks, like, what do you want? And they say, well, let me go ask the mind. And you ask the personal mind and it comes up with the, only the limited amount of experience it has had and said, well, you were really happy when you did this, or this was a wonderful experience. So let's go try to replicate that. And you're missing out on other experiences. I think people just get caught in that. That's the only thing I'm saying from there. You should ask the question. It's a wonderful question, right? You, you, just, you should understand what it is that you want. I'm just saying, make sure you're very clear when you're asking that question and then watch the process unfold. Is it about you going after something that used to make you feel good? Or is there a pull? Like there's just a, there's, there's a difference when you get deep enough, you'll see that. But anyway, so people, again, so when you wrap up for this conversation as like people take away from this is that like, let's use this opportunity for real personal growth through business because it is different. Lean into it. Watch the process. Don't fight yourself right now learning new habits, and you can certainly enjoy the experience you're going through. Again, because why not? You are going through the experience. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong or morally right or morally wrong or just or unjust. I'm not saying any of that for any individual. Like, I have no idea. I'm just saying if you're actually going through the experience, the event had to have occurred. It's like when somebody asked Eckhart Tolle live, they said, you know, should, you know, should COVID have happened? And he goes, yes. And they, well, why would you say that? A lot of people died and all stuff. He said, because it did. If I said, no, it shouldn't happen. That means I'm fighting the reality of the situation. If an event has happened, it's happened. Then that's when you get really clear and go, okay, I can, I'm going to deal with this event, but I'm first going to make sure that I'm internally at a place where I can deal with anything outside. Stop hinging yourself to it. And I think right now as a business leader, owner, divisional leader, whatever you are inside the world or entrepreneur, that's the first stage you need to get to is, can I handle what's going on right now? Can I handle this? And if, if, you're, if you're fighting it, and that's the first thing you do is, yes, I can handle this. That's your mantra. I can handle this. I can handle this. Then get clear, act, make decisions, and move forward. Hey, everybody. Before you leave today, Hallie and I wanted to thank everyone who has left us a review. It really does make a huge impact in helping us get this podcast into the hands of other conscious leaders. Here's what Sean had to say. Sean from Albuquerque says, I have listened to Business Meets Spirituality from the beginning, and there are so many important principles and lessons on how self-leadership precedes leadership. In order to grow your organization or business, you have to lead yourself first. And I have learned how to go inward in order to achieve the level of growth I must obtain in order to grow my business. This is a must listen for any type of business owner. Thanks, Sean, for leaving us a review. And by the way, please let us know what you like about this podcast or what you would like to see more of by leaving us a review wherever you listen to our show.